Today is Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Another contender throws their hat into the ring for 2024. We'll have that top story and more. Coming up on today's podcast, we're bringing news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe. You got to leave a rating over there. You share this podcast with a friend. Spread the word. You can also email us, quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. Don't be shy. We're getting through the news of the cray here together each and every weekday at 7 a.m. Joining me on this fine day is Trey Goins Phillips and Billy Hallowell. What's up, gentlemen? Happy Tuesday. It's a f- another fine mini Monday before Billy and I descend into NRB excitement yes. slash chaos. Guys are going to NRB, massive convention every year. That's just a lot of fun, right? It is like the Super Bowl for Christian media people. I don't know how to just, it's chaos, but it's a good chaos. Yes, we have a lot of fun. And also like all the political stuff this year is wild because obviously Ron DeSantis is about him getting ready to launch and it's good. We're going to be in Orlando. So it's like. You know, yeah, ground zero. DeSantis is going to be all over the place there. Yeah, indeed. Yep. So so you guys will be out the next couple of days. You podcast listeners here will be stuck with yours truly for the rest <laughs> of the week, but looking forward to all that you guys gather there at NRB. And as for today's podcast, Trey, a lot of change is coming to The Chosen. Yeah, so a major film studio has just acquired rights to the show. So we'll talk about that. It's a, a pretty big change for them. And also, I mean, a huge congratulations to them for this this yeah. big shift. Yeah, that's great. Getting more eyeballs. That'll be great. Also on the main thing, we're looking at a TV series. They're offering a unique look at the end of days. We'll talk about that on the main thing. But first, we are going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott formally declared his presidential bid yesterday at Charleston Southern University. He describes himself as a born-again believer, says the left weaponizes race to divide America, and that Joe Biden has chosen a culture of grievance over greatness, and they promote victimhood instead of personal responsibility. And they're indoctrinating our children to believe we live in an evil country. And then he says his personal story disrupts that narrative because he was raised by a single mother in poverty. He said, but we had faith. We put in the work and we had an unwavering belief that we too could live the American dream. CBN's Abigail Robertson caught up with Scott yesterday. You can check out her full interview with him over on the CBN News YouTube channel. And the young woman accused of causing a fatal collision uh, involving a newlywed couple in South Carolina last month asked, why me? During recently revealed courthouse conversations, Jamie Lee Komorski, who's 25, she crashed her Camry into Samantha Miller and Eric Hutchinson's golf court shortly after their wedding reception on Folly Beach. And her father told her to, quote, suck it up and get tough when she was crying on their call. And a pastor and theologian, John Piper, recently responded to a podcast listener who appealed to 1 Timothy 4.1, ask whether Christ worshipers can become blatant demon worshipers. You can read about that and his response over at CBNnews.com. A lot going on there. We can get into the Piper thing perhaps in a couple minutes, guys. But I, I wanted to talk about this, this horrible story where this bride was killed. And I'm reading through these comments, and I don't know if you guys saw any of this, but Not only did the dad tell her as she was kind of going through this, woe is me, my life is over, I'm going to be locked up for years and years, and he told her to suck it up and get tough. She also said to the judge that 
she was sorry and that she's not a bad person and that she'd, quote, never do anything bad again, end quote. And obviously, this is a tragedy all all the way around. But first of all, that's a promise you can't keep, that you'll never do anything bad again, right? But I, I was just, I was a little struck by these, how everything was focused inward. How did this happen to me? Why me? Well, you were driving drunk, apparently. And there are consequences to making bad choices like that. But it just reminded me that we should be focused outward. I don't know. What are, what are your guys' reaction to that? Focus outward. Obviously, that's the big takeaway. I think, too, that, you know, I don't know this person. I don't know what her life story right. is, the things she's done or hasn't done. But it is interesting that we could be a person who doesn't have a lot of bad things happen because we haven't made a lot of bad decisions, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. And we make one bad decision and it ends somebody else's life, right? I mean, that is entirely possible. And her own life because she'll probably be in jail, like she said, for a long time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, So it's, I don't know. I I struggle with that. And I think we have to remember that in our own lives as we just navigate daily life. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think it's important too to realize that all of our actions, whether they're good actions or really, really poor decisions, all of them have consequences and they impact a whole lot more people than just than just us. I think it's easy to think, particularly with uh, with different sins or different struggles that we all have as believers. I mean, I know I'm making this more general than specific to the story, but yeah. Um, there are these instances where we think like it's only impacting us. The decisions that I make are only impacting me. And it's like, no, there, this is a domino effect. The choices that you made have directly tragically impacted another family, another couple. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree with that. And I guess that's what kind of, I was thinking because I'm not, I don't know this person and I, I don't know what I wasn't there. I don't know exactly what happened other than the news reports, but just watching those comments, it, yeah, there, I guess that's probably what it is. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but that whole, we're all, we could be living a quote unquote decent life, a good life, not making, like you said, Billy, massive mistakes, but just you do make one mistake and you're one mistake away from harming someone else and then being potentially locked up for most of your life or your whole life. And so um, definitely need to be praying for everyone around there. I mean, that husband, he survived it with with severe injuries, but survived and on his wedding night, ends up becoming a widower. And that's just, Hmm. it's so tragic. It's so tragic, whole life ahead of them. So definitely, definitely prayers around for that one. But we're going to move over here to our focus story. And as we mentioned at the top there, talking about The Chosen, that's obviously the hit series that so many Christians and others have been fond of now for a couple of seasons. But there's a big change coming to it. So what's going on here? Yeah, so The Chosen has been distributed by Angel Studios really since anybody started seeing it. Uh, By the time you were starting to watch the show, it was because it was being distributed by Angel Studios. You could watch it on the app, and now you can watch some of the seasons on Netflix and Prime and Peacock, uh, but also, you know, most directly, you can watch all of it on the Angel Studios app. Well, the show is changing, so that won't necessarily be the case moving forward because now Lionsgate, which is a very, very popular Hollywood-based Canadian-American film studio, they've acquired worldwide distribution rights for all of the seasons of the Christian series, which is, of course, created, directed, and produced by 
Dallas Jenkins. And in a statement obtained by CBN, he said, Lionsgate is perfect for us. They're strong and experienced in areas that we are not, but they also understand what's unique about us and will protect that. We'll continue to do what we do best unabated, and they'll expand our efforts with their tremendous distribution team. Uh, And then Jim Packer, he's the president of Worldwide Television Distribution for Lionsgate. He said, it's, quote, no surprise that an artfully crafted story about such an important historical figure unlike anything done before would be in great demand. Uh, so yeah, it's an, it's an exciting shift and a huge shift for The Chosen, which started as a really small series out of a, a short film that Dallas created for his church, ended up years later, of course, being picked up and it became The Chosen that we all know and love today, uh, and now going to a huge mainstream distributor. Yeah, indeed. And obviously, there it's been a huge success, but what are the numbers behind that success? Yeah, so in a press release, uh, The Chosen actually today just updated some of these numbers. We've written about it uh, many times at CBN News and at Faithwire. Uh, But the show now to date has reached more than 110 million viewers in 175 plus different countries. uh, And it's set to be translated into 600 different languages. Uh, It's been streamed more than 500 million times through the app and through other streaming services that I mentioned earlier, and has earned 35 million million at the box office in various theatrical releases uh, connected to the hit series. Think about the you know, most recently they debuted uh, the first few episodes of season three and then the last few episodes of season three uh, in theaters. And then also they've done Christmas with the chosen specials. So uh, they've had a ton of success both in the box office and just in traditional streaming platforms too. Hmm. And Obviously, we know we're on season three now. And what what's next? What, what can we look forward to? So The Chosen now is in the midst of filming season four, which is in Midlothian, Texas. That's where this whole headquarters, this whole operation is, is in Midlothian, Texas, actually on a camp owned by the Salvation Army. We, we've had a chance at CBN to go and visit in the in the past and talk to, to, to some of the cast and crew there and also Dallas. And most recently, he told us that it's very clear uh, that God has been orchestrating the success of The Chosen. He said, ultimately, we're, quote, just concentrating on concentrating on making the best show we can and letting God do the rest. The doors that are opening are remarkable. And he said that, of course, before this Lionsgate deal came through, but this is certainly a remarkable shift for for the chosen. Yeah, no, that's great. And look, it's one of the um, higher quality shows that we've seen come out of quote unquote Christian media and Christian film. And, um, and so that's great to see. It's great to see it getting momentum, getting attention, getting the eyes of Know, bigger distributors, and hopefully, hopefully, as you said, that does mean and translate into wider success. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, one of the other things that's incredible about The Chosen and something we should highlight is, and Dallas has talked to, to us about this specifically, is they work to ensure that each of the episodes are true to Scripture and are theologically sound. They consult with historians and theologians who are experts on first century culture and also, of course, on the Bible uh, to make sure that, that the stories are true to what Scripture and biblical times would have looked like. So uh, I'm sure that will be carried into this new agreement with Lionsgate. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I am interested to see where this goes and where the chosen universe expands to, because, you know, they, they already had this mapped out for how many seasons they were going to do. And so if the popularity continues, I'm curious, are there offshoots of it? Do we go into the old Testament? What, like what really happens next? Because it's a phenomenon. There are not many 
shows, not just in the faith space, but shows in general that have this kind of following. Yeah, indeed. I mean, and you could see them doing similar because people, you know, if this is the style they like, you you know, you could do, you could see something like Axe, right? Like a follow-up series out there, follow Paul, you know, do, do um, something along those lines. So there, there, there's a whole lot of there's certainly no shortage of storytelling that happens in the Bible, right? I mean, <laughs> I was so, going to say there's there's plenty of source material. <laughs> yeah, there's there. plenty of source material, so that's the nice thing is you don't have to come up with a a new season script that you can't figure out. It's just a matter of picking which one. So, so very cool. Looking forward to uh, seeing everything that that uh, comes out of this development. So appreciate you bringing that one, Trey. And we're going to head over to the main thing now. And and Billy, we're we're taking a look at. I mean, you are sort of an end times. I would say, quote unquote, expert at this point. I mean, you've written a book on it. I mean, you've, you've covered all of these things. And now we have this series on here and it, and it kind of provides a unique look, does it not? It does. Yeah. Revelation Road. It was a movie series years ago. Now it's a TV series picking up from where some of that left off. Definitely. It's not your it's also very similarly not your typical faith based project for a variety of reasons. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I know you had a conversation here with director uh, Gabriel Sabloff to discuss what fans can expect from it. And his conversation is next on today's main thing. Gabriel Sabloff, lots to talk about today. You have a new series coming out on Pure Flix, and it's a series that people they're going to know because there was a film series called Revelation Road, and now there's a TV series that is hitting. How is this content different from other, you know, maybe faith-based content that's out there? The Revelation Road universe that we're creating is, um, is you know, it's a big action adventure series, and we we just were taking big swings, and we want it to feel big and expansive. I've designed it so that the world is really big, and we bring in all these different characters who have their own lives and are making their own way through the seven-year tribulation period and as the best they can and our heroes meet you know our hero josh mcmanus he he meets huge tyrants and local bullies and all the and, and he has these wild adventures kind of through the the uh, you know the apoc- the end of days apocalypse and i i just want, i think that's what the main difference is, is is how expansive the series is and how um how much juicy fruit there is to just imagine the world beyond the edges of the screen. I think in the um, other, I haven't seen all the other end of days, uh, you know, movies in this genre, but the ones I have seen tend to be very focused on just, you know, like revealing the antichrist. Like it's a reporter who, you know, does research and finds out there's going to be an end of days and it's coming soon and kind of ends almost ends usually ending like with the rapture and with, um, you know, in some big action spectacle or something like that. Our, our series begins with the rapture and goes on from there. So we wanted to really fill out and expand upon what, you know, what d- daily life looks like in the tribulation period. So I think that's the main difference is that we want to explore the whole seven years, not just the couple of days right around the rapture. That was what the first movie was in the Revelation Road series. Movie one was just about our hero, Josh McManus, who is kind of like a, you know, Jason Bourne type figure. He's a, um, just a regular guy who um, nobody knows is this 
scientifically modified super soldier assassin military assassin guy yeah this is it's a unique series for a lot of reasons i think you know in the faith and family friendly space let's say right that there's one type of movie that often happens and or or a couple types of movies that happen and they're great but this is action it's adventure there's some violence in it because you're dealing with what would happen in the end of days which would be a very violent yeah. and difficult oh, absolutely that's our, yeah, so. that's our, we want to warn people going in that this is not your regular, you know, uh, young girl comes to faith and saves the horse ranch kind of faith movie, or it's not like a, you know, feel good sports movie. This is supposed to be a kind of frank, realistic depiction of the, you know, the evil and the violence and the chaos that's happening in the tribulation period. Um, you know, there are, there are just, it's desperate times filled with, really sinister bad guys and really, um, you know, uh, spectacular heroes who are fighting against them. So yeah, the series is, is filled with uh, action scenes, have lots of, lots of violence. And we put a disclaimer right up front saying this is a PG 13 series and you should not, um, you know, maybe children under 13, you definitely want to think twice about letting them watch, watch it. Cause there's, um, you know, there are, <laughs> we have really crazy bad guys who, you know, there's some of them are downright scary and uh, and our you know we have to you know provide good stakes for our heroes to fight against in this in this time period. So well, and this we, is we didn't you want know, to do a softball series. Well, and for anybody who's who's read the Bible or looked at scripture, it doesn't. It's not going to be a kind, friendly, gentle time frame, right? I mean, the the things that are happening, bringing those into a show, and of course, it, you know, these are fictional fictionalized versions of what could maybe happen. Uh, but but it's going to have those elements to it. And that's a different type of faith-based content that audiences do really want. I mean, if you look at the history of this show, um, the, the movies that came before it, audiences have been asking for a long time, where's the fourth film, right? Where's the fourth film? And now they're getting a chance to get a whole series. What are you hoping they take away from the series? Uh, well, absolutely. That's the one thing I do want to make sure fans know. Uh, fans who saw the original films and said, where's the fourth movie? This is the fourth movie. This seven hour, um, seven hour series of seven episodes uh, is the continuation of the story. It's the broadening of the story. We also take some interesting detours, like in episode uh, one, we actually deal with Josh in an adventure that happens three months after the rapture. Um, so that's the, so, cause in the feature films, there's a time jump from episodes from feature films one and two, and then three, there's a two year time jump. So we wanted to tell a little story that happens in between those two stories to kind of give you some context of all the stuff that's to come and Josh's big adventure to take on the white King and all the evils and dangers of the, uh, the West coast adventure that he's on. Um, so we, yeah, so we have episode one. It's only three months after the rapture and things are still actively falling apart. And um, then in episode two, we jump forward two years to see exactly where we left off after the Revelation Road three feature film. And at the end of that film, Brian Bosworth, the original villain of the original movies, comes back and says to Josh, I'm going to need your help. And the episode two of our series picks up right where that leaves off. And we re actually recreate that scene where Brian Bosworth meets Josh, Josh's character. Um, uh, I mean, David A. R. White's character, Josh, on the side of the road. And they have you hear him say, I'm going to need your help. And then they have the full conversation. We learn what happens from that. My last question for you. And, you know, we've talked about it a little bit here during this conversation, but 
end of days content, even in the secular world, is is very big. I mean, people love this kind of content. Why do you think faith based audiences resonate so much with with shows like Revelation Road and movies, the movies that came before it? Well, it's it's thrilling. I mean, any kind of um, any kind of science fiction or whatever that deals with the end of the world, it's always in it's always a way for storytellers to show humans at their most extreme to make extreme choices with extreme stakes where everything is life and death. And the biblical book of Revelation, um, if you're dealing with the um, the, you know, the pre-trib, you know, outlook like we are. The end of days, there's the there's the rapture in which, you know, everyone's taken up who deserves to be. And then the rest are left behind. And then there's seven years of everyone just just trying to figure it out and trying to survive and trying to battle the forces of evil that are inevitably going to take over in the absence of of, as they say in the show, as in the absence of grace. Um, and so it's just an exciting time that obviously no one actually wants to see, but if you, you know, if you happen to find yourself in it, it's going to be a wild and crazy uh, ride to try to stay alive and uh, to overcome evil and to become actually, you know, saved. Because that's one of the big themes in our show is obviously everyone has been left behind. They've, you know, been quote unquote unworthy to be raptured. And um, some people double down on it and just say, heck with it. This is this is it is what it is. And then there are other people, obviously, who are trying to take it as this is our last chance to turn things around and, and become saved. Well, you know, there's a lot there's a lot more we could unpack, but people can check out the trailer right now. You can actually watch it over at Faithwire and CBN News. We have it over there. Exciting release of that trailer. Appreciate you joining us today. Oh, thank you. Pleasure being here. All right, Billy, appreciate that conversation. That's going to leave us with time here for one last thing. And I want to look at a portion of scripture. I don't know if everybody zeroes in on these all that often, but the greeting section, you see this in a few of Paul's letters, and Galatians is one of those places where it says, to the churches of Galatia, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. And I just love, we don't think a lot of times how we start our conversations, how we're to kind of orient ourselves to one another and the things that really matter. Yeah, I mean, it sets a tone, right, for for what's to come. And I think a lot of times I don't think about setting a tone for what's to come in my own interactions with people, right? So uh, whether you're writing a letter or you're actually speaking to them. So I think there's something powerful to making sure you've got that tone set properly. Yeah. No, I think it's awesome the way that Paul begins so many of his letters, which is to encourage, right, to encourage his brothers and sisters in Christ and seeing them as uh, as valuable uh, as human beings, as image bearers of Christ. And then also often just sharing a gospel presentation really succinctly, uh, which I think the passage you just read, Dan, does that powerfully. Yeah, and it and it does it even more. I, I skipped verses one and two, but it does it even more in that. If you're if you're uh, if you want to refresh yourself, go back and check that out. Galatians one one. Um, it's it's great. It's a great way to start. And uh, I mean, maybe you have to modernize it a little bit. Somebody, if you use that exact language, somebody might look at you a little crooked. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, the the uh, gospel presentation, great way to go. So, uh, all right, that's all the time we have for this episode of the podcast lord willing and that creek don't rise we shall return tomorrow well i'll return billy and trey at nrb god bless see you then